The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just introduced Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times, plus every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert here. Joining me tonight is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Oh, a little better than Saturday and Sunday after the the gridiron treated me so terribly. Um, you know, bad results, bad beats all over the place in college football, but uh, so some good results, too, in terms of the futures, long-term stuff. Same thing in the NFL as well. Um this is a terrible, terrible run of bets, and I knew it was in trouble because I got some some negative CLV in a lot of the games I bet. But uh, again, in the macro perspective, some long term stuff for futures. Uh, Sunday was actually pretty good, especially with the Chiefs losing. I do not want them having the one seed because I got pretty much every other team lined against them and the Bills. Um, so yeah, that, that that's that. Those were my my um, experiences in football. Hockey's been a little better, but. I, basically been treading water like through the first three weeks it's yeah. like uh it's it's like up a half a unit down half a unit each each day uh but that's the way she goes um yeah i mean i got lots of other stuff to say but uh enough about me how about you yeah i mean pr- pretty much the same thing kind of just you know string and try to string a few positive days together got got keep getting screwed by overtime and, and shoot out both the uh jets and leafs over the weekend were two of my bigger bets i had both uh, I think the Jets lost in a shootout, Leafs lost in a, in a overtime or something, and then you know today, luckily the uh, the Bruins came through, but the Lightning lost, and, and the Flyers late lost there at home against the Hurricanes. Flyers played well though, uh, but also the Hurricanes now, after doubting them for the first few games, the Hurricanes are, are back on their game. So Carolina is going to be t- atop there. Uh, Flyers still looking good, but yeah, tonight might might be a, a positive night depending on how the Blackhawks do here in the, in the late game. Got a got a bet on. That. I think the Blackhawks to take that one, but yeah, uh, positive today so far. So hopefully we can uh, we can keep that rolling there. I uh, I watched the third period of the Flyers game. Um, yeah, Hurricanes. I don't think are. Oh please, fucking Goff. You better not throw another interception. <laughs> I've got that was the one thing I have all my teasers won so far, but I've got the Lions minus two is the last leg, and that that would salvage my NFL weekend. But Goff really wants to destroy all that shit for me. Um, but yeah, uh, I watched the third period of the Flyers. They look very good. I thought that they were the better uh, team in that game. Although Carter Hart made some key saves as well. Morgan Frost, I thought he had, he had an awesome third period. Like mm-hmm. the three shifts I saw from him, and he looked really good. Not very good in the face-off circle. I saw a 5 of 17, but um, otherwise uh, he made some slick plays. And yeah, I'm not buying the Hurricanes yet. They, they, they're not the same team they were last year, at least through the first few weeks here. 
Um, but Freddie Anderson looked looked pretty solid too. So if, if he can get going, he can maybe amass some of their defensive deficiencies. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not abandoning the Flyers at all based on what I saw from that game. They were they were absolutely much much better than the um, the the plus one seventy line suggested before the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say the Hurricanes pretty much dominated the first period, at least the first part of the game. But it felt like, you know, the Flyers kind of figured out what they were doing, kind of got used to it. So you can kind of see how, you know, on one hand, maybe they grind down a team over a seven-game series. But also, if they're going against another good team or another solid coach, they can kind of coach around it. So maybe that's one of the Hurricanes' downfalls. And, yeah, there's really no one on, on their team. You're like, oh, no, this guy's on the ice. He might score. Like, with with, with the Wild, they have Kaprizov. Like, with with the Ducks, they have Zegras and guys. I mean, Aho and Svechnikov, I, I guess, are decent. But, yeah, it's the Hurricanes. It's just constant pressure, constant pucks on the net. And the Flyers are out there looking like the Hurricanes' light version. You know, just getting pucks in deep. Had some, yeah. That third period was one, probably one of the best periods of hockey I've I've seen this season. The Flyers play just completely back and forth, big saves either way. But I was hoping they'd at least get one point out of it. But a uh, turnover, one too many turnovers led to led to a loss. Do you know how and long hur- Brett? Do you know how long Brett Pesci's out? I thought I saw like four to six weeks earlier, but I'm not yeah. entirely sure there. That's a big loss. I mean, they got Svechnikov back now, but Pesci's mm-hmm. a big part of their defense, yeah. Two to so. four week, two to four weeks as of five days ago. So one okay. to three weeks now. Yeah, but I mean, the Hurricanes in the final two minutes of the, game, of the game, the Flyers couldn't get Hart out of the net. The Flyers were stuck in their own zone, iced the puck, and then got stuck in their own zone again. So it was just you know a clinic there late by the Hurricanes. But yeah, they they may not be as uh, foolproof yet as we see. Um, all right, let's get into this here. Make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast website. I got some uh, fantasy hockey articles up there. Got Connor Bedard updates. Going to have some uh, fantasy hockey by low. Maybe some uh, early overreactions up there tomorrow to close out the month. So make sure you check that out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Uh, so search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. That's on Apple or Spotify. Please do leave us a five star rating and review. Those really do go a long way. And also turn on auto downloads. So you get the episodes back in your feed as soon as they are published. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. I've been seeing following follower count there go up, so I appreciate that. Also, we're seeing new people in, in the Discord. You can go to sg.pn. Okay, Talon. <laughs> little Talon burp there. Uh, I'm not even drinking tonight. That, that, that's, that's the weird thing. <laughs> you can go to sg.pn slash Discord. You can reach out to the HGP Twitter account. Reach out to me on Twitter or just, uh, you know, just do whatever apparently Connor bedard scored already so uh ah, it's a good start it's wow. a good start for the blackhawks there and anyone that listened to my my bedard props from uh from last night's show okay well, good for them all right anything else here on on the weekend or tonight's games you want to touch on before we just move into tuesday's games no i, I didn't really see much else uh so the islanders blew a two nothing league that's that's um unlike them i figured they would they would hold on to that but it's, it's a three three game so it's good for the salami at least but yeah, that, that's uh, interesting in terms of the Vesna, which we'll get into as well. I mean, Sorokin is not uh, himself yet. Uh, I'm assuming that's him and Ned. I haven't looked at all. I'm just following the odds. But other than that, um, yeah, it was a good good day to bet the tie. That's for sure. I mean, how many games have gone to overtime? Four or five now? Yeah, I think there were three at once in in in, in the seven o'clock slate. And the um, Ducks Penguins almost went to overtime, but what the hell happened yeah, in that game? Penguins I saw blew, that the I, Penguins had a five yeah. on three, and then I saw that the odds went off the board. I'm like, oh fuck, the Pens scored. And then I looked, Ducks scored. <laughs> how the hell that happened? Yeah, because I was waiting for the end of that game. I was like, all right, let me flip it on. Penguins probably going to score here, and I turn it on, and, and the Ducks just scored. So I'm like, all right, let's quack here. What the hell? Let's go. Um. 
I, I completely forgot about last night, but I wanted to uh, just you know give a, give a shout out to Adam Johnson, the uh, the hockey player who suffered that freak accident over there in, in England with the skate. Unfortunately, caught him in a bad spot, and uh, you know it's it, it sucks to see. It sucks to see you know any that happen in any sport, let alone hockey. I mean, it's a, it's a dangerous sport, but you know, those things you, you just very rarely ever ever hear about, ever hear happening. So when it does, it's it's really tragic, and you know just thoughts go out to him and his family. No doubt. Um, all right. I mean, we'll discuss some more when talent when talent's on, but there are going to be some probably repercussions of that. I know there are there are some teams, some players oh, wanting yeah. to get the, the next. He has guards. some thoughts. I know Talon has some thoughts on that, especially as a former goalie there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the one thing I will say is like we can get all this athletic gear for whatnot. Like, why haven't they made something that's easy to wear? Not, isn't going to like affect how you feel. It's not going to be like, oh, I don't want this thing on my neck. Like, if it doesn't look the coolest, like at this point, we should have or like the, like the Kevlar socks. I'm surprised more players don't wear them with uh, with all the Achilles injuries and all the you know, puck battles in the corner and whatnot. But it's a dangerous sport, and that's what that's what they sign up for. Well, you can have that argument with Talon, and I'm sure that he might uh, <laughs> disagree there. I'm I'm more on his side, but we'll we'll save it for when we get the whole crew together. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I completely see Talon's point. He uh, he outlined it pretty well in the Discord today, so it, it makes sense. Um, all right, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick up Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is, is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All right, after the uh, the big frozen frenzy last week, we just got a, a two-game slate here on, on Tuesday. Uh, are you ready to get into this uh, two-game Tuesday night Halloween slate here, Joel? Yes, sir. All right, kicking things off at 8 o'clock. First game on the docket at 8 o'clock here. Got the LA Kings at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Maple Leafs are minus 155. Kings are plus 130. Uh, Maple Leafs on the puck line, just for you, Catfish. Uh, minus 1.5, plus 150. Over under is at six and a half. Over paying off minus one thirty five. Under plus one fifteen. I'll, I'll take this one here since since the Canucks are another game. Um, I think the Kings are are too big of underdogs here at, at plus one thirty. They've been one of the the better teams in the league this season in terms of expected goals for percentage. They're just behind the Oilers up there at fifty six point five percent. Now the Maple Leafs have been doing better, but right there fourteenth fifty fifty point one one percent. Uh, both teams, you know, coming off to two days off, last played Saturday. Kings, you know, had a back-to-back there. They lost at home to Vegas. Toronto lost down there in Nashville. So I think this is this is going to be a battle. I think the Kings have what it takes, you know, get get, get after uh, the Maple Leafs. But, I mean, it's hard to bet against the, the great wall of Toronto right now. Joseph Wall is going to be back in net for the Maple Leafs on, on uh, Tuesday night there. Likely to be Cam Talbot for the Kings. So, just only a slight lean to the uh, plus one thirty for the Kings there, but looking at that under six and a half at plus one fourteen, like 
I'm kind of looking at that with uh, how well Wall has been playing and and how kind of stacked the Kings are down the middle. Right. Yeah. The 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 under is calling me as well. It's important to mention that Lilligren has gone out. He'll be missed a few weeks, I believe. And that's crucial for the Leafs because they have zero defensive depth at all. I don't even know that there was another guy who came in to the team, I think, in the last game. I don't, I don't, I don't even recognize the name. That's out. Then they are on defense. Plus, they have fucking uh, Giordano playing 20-plus uh, minutes again. Uh, you know, you never want your 40-year-old guy playing that that much, especially this early in the season. It would be dead like he was uh, last year in the playoffs because they, they, they just ran him out in the first half of the season. Um but yeah, the under six and a half is calling me as well. The Kings, though, they're they're transforming into more of a typical Todd McClellan team with uh, more offensive chances, more of a transition game, um, just uh, and, and fewer um, less attention paid to the defense, basically, and that that's resulted in a lot of overs for the Kings. That that explains this total, I think, because the Leafs have dialed it back. Uh, offensively lately they've focused more on their defense which has resulted in a few unders lately so it's kind of a uh, team's going to two different directions in terms of scoring and then uh, uh, focusing on defense so that that's why i lean the under but i'm not i'm not gonna bet it i know joseph wall has been outstanding lately and uh but the king's goaltending has been been very up and down uh so yeah there's no real play on the total no real play on the side either really this this one is is pretty fairly lined. I think the Leafs are, I think they deserve to be this big of a favorite. The Kings have been uh, they, they've been pretty impressive so far, but uh, I think that there's there's still a lot of flaws in their game, and yeah, I, I'm just not confident backing backing either team at, at this uh, these current odds. Um, but yeah, it's if I had to bet something, <laughs> I guess I would go with the Leafs here. They've, they've had a bit of time off. They've been playing some impressive hockey lately. Came off that loss in uh, overtime, I think, like to the Predators. Uh, mm. But yeah, my, yeah, a few days off here for the Leafs. I lean that way, but uh, it's, it's tough to bet it at minus one fifty-five. I think it's a little too expensive. Yeah, it, it, I mean, this is probably should be it should be a good game, but it just sucks that this is one of the games on the two game slate because it's it, there. This, like you said, it's it's fairly lined. I can't be like, oh, this is this is a great bet. It's just a lean, a lean either way. All right. The uh, other game on the docket is down at 10 o'clock. We have the Nashville Predators at the Vancouver Canucks. Game is in Vancouver. Canucks are minus 135. Predators are plus 115. Over under is set at six. Uh, over at minus 108. Under at minus 112. How are your Canucks looking, Joel? Well, they've looked pretty freaking great so far in almost every game. I mean, the only game they were seriously outplayed them was the the game against your flyers other than that they've been uh you know in every game they're probably outplayed against the lightning as well but uh, still close enough to uh tying it at the end there um even uh even the loss against the rangers thought the canucks were the better team especially considering they're on a back-to-back with their back goalie and net the rangers needed two five on three goals to to be in that one and got lucky in ot they they, they got away with a trip on petterson and they, they scored immediately after that uh, that, that was bullshit, but uh, yeah, I thought that the Canucks were, you know, at least as good as the Rangers in that game, and that that's impressive considering they played the night before. Although you, you might argue that they only played maybe a period and a half because they fucking shelled the Blues five nothing. The game was over in thirty minutes, so I guess they conserve some energy. But yeah, the, the Canucks been extremely impressive so far. Uh, and they, they, these teams just played uh, last week, week before. Uh, part of the likely was the last game of the Canucks road trip. They. Uh, 
yeah, it was exactly one week ago on, on Tuesday. Um, and the, the Canucks were the better team in that one. They 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 uh, they bodied the Preds. Preds though, altogether, they they've been one of the more impressive teams. Their their XG numbers are one of the best in the league somehow, and they haven't played the easiest schedule either. And that's without uh, Roman Yossi playing up to his level. He hasn't been great. It's it's more of these these young guys coming up big. And uh, yeah, they, they just beat the Leafs. So the Preds are a tough team as well. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go here with the Canucks at home, minus 135. They've just been the more consistent team, I think, the more impressive team through the first few weeks here. Um, so yeah, give me the Canucks on the side. And the total, though, I, th- I think that the uh, the over six has something to it. Uh, Soros hasn't been quite himself yet. I mean, he's been good, but not uh, Vesna good yet. And uh, the Canucks, Stemco, I'd argue he's been Vesna good. But uh, it's still a, a team with a lot of flaws defensively and a team that likes to get forward. And with uh, a lot of goal-scoring talent on the team, I think there'll they'll be goals. And the Preds, of course, they are playing a little bit more up-tempo offensive style of hockey under Andrew Burnett. So uh, lean to the over six as well. Yeah, I, I lean to the under here lean the other way on the total. I think, you know, Soros, you know, these are both, I think right now, Vesna, Vesna candidates. So the Demko, you know, potential long shot, definitely. Soros is better than what he's played. But so I would lean the under six at, at minus 112. You know, just been a, a few straight under games here for uh, for Nashville four in a row, including a push. They've just been an under team in five of their eight games this season. So I like the under here, but I do like, like the Canucks only at minus 135. You know, you go back to what you said, like before before the season, if you saw this line, I, I guess you probably would expect it to, to, to be similar to this, but the Canucks are are, are playing better. They've, they've been more impressive thus far. They are at home. Predators are only one and two on the road. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Canucks here at, at minus 135. And yeah, to just a slightly into the under under on the uh, total there. Um, all right, that's the uh, that's a big two game slate for Tuesday. But uh, we got we got more in store here for you guys. Uh, Joel, you want to go over some of these uh, uh, player award updates here? We're now almost a month in, into the season. Any any market moving? Any uh, guys you like? Any any guys you you, you wish you got in on? What, what, what you got for us? I certainly do, but before we get into it, do you have a a book with Jack Adams Awards currently up? Is it Fanduel? I, I can check Fanduel. Yes, I will check as well. Um, you can do that. Let's let's start with the uh, the Vesna, I guess, uh, since we were just talking about it. Um, yeah, I don't think that the the, the favorites should be. Hmm, actually, it's a pretty tightly tightly uh booked market here with with sorokin favored um saros though i don't think that he should be in the mix there's plus 700 he just i don't think the preds are good enough for for them to warrant him being there i don't think that he'll get enough wins he's had a solid start i mean the, the team is at a st- solid start but i don't know if they can consistently maintain winning hockey i hope they do i got some overs on them make the playoffs and all that um, but uh, I don't think they should be seven to one. That 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 should uh, be a lot um, longer. Um, Connor Hellebuck had a slow start to the year. Oh, fucking lost again in overtime. Uh, that sucks for the for the Jets there. But uh, he, he's been playing a little better. I didn't see how he did today. But yeah, he, he's he's been uh, growing into the the season after signing that new contract. So he's he's still alive because the Jets I think are better than the Predators and, and will, will win some more games. Um, Chesterkin, I don't know. It's it's definitely has the talent, obviously, but 
he hasn't had the you know wasn't it's not the Igor of two years ago that's for sure so I think that's still a little bit too short um going down the list here Jake Ottinger though I think that this guy should be the favorite he's a plus 850 on DraftKings um he should be closer to the six to one range uh, because the stars will win a lot of games and he's had uh the out of all the names already listed, he's at the most um, impressive performances so far. He leads them all in terms of goal save over expected. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, maybe it's a, it's a little too um, short now, maybe, but I think that that price will only get shorter. So if you want Jake Ottinger plus 850, Linus Allmark, never a fucking chance. 14 to 1, get the fuck out of here. Uh, he's not winning. Uh, Alexander Georgiev, though, 18 to 1. He's, he has, he's had a tough couple games there behind. But the Avs haven't helped them out at all. Really lousy performances against the Pens and the Sabres. Uh, but at 18 to 1, I think that's all right. He's played every fucking game so far for the Avs. We don't trust our backup at all. And that's what you want in your Vesna candidate, the guy you want to back for the award. Um, so, yeah, Georgiev, I still think, has value there at 18 to 1. Same with Demko, 20 to 1. These are guys I bet before the season. So their, their prices come down a little bit. But I, I still like one of these prices because uh, Demko just got another shutout on Friday against the Blues. Um, and then he's been uh, right behind Ottinger in terms of goal save above expected. Uh, very, very good bet there. I think at 20 to 1. Going down the list, uh, Gustafsson for the wild. Mm, I guess they have defense, but it hasn't shown it lately. Like they, they've been involved a lot of over games, they're not playing great defensively, and he hasn't been elite either. Jeremy Swayman, I think he has slightly more of a chance than Allmark, but nope, nope, nope. Um, Freddie Anderson just came back, he missed some time. He was good today, but uh, like I said, the Canes aren't playing the same level of defense that they were last year so we can write him off jacob markstrom 30 to 1 flames have got to get their shit, shit together for that to happen but he is uh let's check the evolving hockey here he's uh number three in terms of goals who have expected behind joseph wall and jeremy swayman so he should uh, uh go past them anyway but the some other guys behind him could pass him as well jacob markstrom has value but i have to believe that the flames turned around which uh i'm no longer confident that they are going to do so, yeah, beyond beyond them, it, it gets slim pickings. I mean, Aiden Hill, he's yeah, I looked last time, he was like 15 20 to one. Now he's at 40 to one. I don't know, I guess he had a bad game against the uh, who was it? They, they got they got shelled by the Blackhawks, I think. Yeah, but still, I think that Aiden Hill might have a little bit of, bit of value there. 40 to one, he's been pretty good otherwise. And the Knights are looking like the best team in the West so far. So, yeah, Aiden Hill 40 to one is, is decent. Um, yeah, I. Having a big numbers before the season. Shout out to Gorgane, the Italian guy in the Discord. Um, yeah, he recommended him at 80 to 1. Pounced on that, plus I found it 125 to 1. So let's go, Band Aid and Hill. Um, <laughs> Carter Hart, 50 to 1. He looked really good today. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Like Joseph Wall is, is 60 to 1 here, but he's fallen like dramatically at some of the books that I look at. And I guess that's because there's the, book, the people that are betting my books are Canadian, largely. And uh, they're, they're, half of them are Leafs fans. And then they just don't want to get shelled with this this liability on Joseph fucking Wall. But he's not winning the Vezina, I can tell you that. You know why? Because he's eligible for the Calder. They're not going to give the Vezina to the guy who wins the Calder. They're just giving, giving him the fucking Calder. But that's not going to happen either because he's a goalie. And there's no. They could, goalie. though. In the, in the year of Bedard, I mean, they're gonna, if they give Bedard the Calder and, and Wall, if Wall plays well enough to win the Vezina, I, I don't see why not. I will eat my shorts. <laughs> I mean, sixty to one's not bad. Sixty to one's not bad. I, I was I was looking at him. I like Hart fifty to one. I think you know you have to be the number one for your team based what on the how fuck out here. He's got no 
He's got no pedigree. He hasn't played more than like what 13 games. I don't know yeah, how he's eligible for the caller. Didn't he play like 10 plus games last year? I guess he's on the um, he's on the award, so I guess not. But, yeah, I mean, he just I mean, we're, tr- we're trusting enough, the books here, but, but yeah, he doesn't have a big enough sample size, and he hasn't proven that he can do it consistently. Like he fell apart towards the end of his uh, Leafs season last year. He wasn't that great. Samsonov took the job back, no problem. Um, yeah, it's uh, never, never, never um, uh, Joseph Wall. But the reason I brought that up is because it's one more instance of how these books move or these markets rather move on a few bets like that they in a game like where they take major money you pay attention to line moves because it could mean an injury it could mean a different starting goalie or it could mean sharp betters uh sharpening the lines but in terms of these dumb markets uh i don't care that the guy goes down from 60 to 1 to 20 to 1 not necessarily anyway and then certainly in the case of joseph wall at uh, some of the canadian books or books bet into by Canadians. I don't buy that move at all. And I will definitely be fading Joseph Wall if he uh, keeps moving up the board. He's not beating the likes of Sorokin, Justerkin, Saros, Hellebuck, Jake Ottinger, all these guys that I mentioned. Like You need somebody to be on a good team and put up good numbers. And I think that that's the case for Georgiev and Demko. Maybe Markstrom if uh, the Flames ever get their shit together. Aiden Hill for sure. And Carter Hart, of course, uh, 50 to 1 there is actually a pretty good number there. Um, but no, never, 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 Joseph Wall. Don't listen to Talon. I mean, yeah, those are the three I, I have written down. Jake Ottinger at 9 to 1. You know, there's been a lot of talk about him over the past two playoffs. You know, this is going to be a, a Vesna quality performance, Vesna quality goaltender. Finished fifth last year. He's going to be the number one. He is the number one in Dallas. Dallas should be a pretty good team. So, like you said, that should come down. Gorgiev at 18 to 1 on DraftKings. Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder. It, it's a team award. The Avs are going to win a lot of games. The voters do look at wins. We saw that last year with Allmark versus Sorokin. So that's a good price there, I think. And then, yeah, Demko, 35 to 1. His, his numbers have been great. He has he has like the, the talent, the pedigree we talk about. So I think that's decent if the Canucks can keep it up. And then, yeah, Hart, 50 to 1. Wall, 60 to 1 if you want to for, for two real long shots. But that nine to one Ottinger, eighteen to one Gorgiev, and then thirty-five to one Demko. I think are the three of the levels for me. Right. So moving along to the Jack I'd, Adams. Yeah, I do oh. have the Jack Adams available here on Fanduel. Yeah, I found it. Um, right. <laughs> stupidly, Rod Brindamore still the favorite. He's never going <laughs> to win, so that creates value on a lot of the other guys. So you can keep betting them without worrying about uh, putting too much into this market because you're. You're just getting value, just 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 fading the favorite. Um, the only one I agree with in terms of the 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 price coming seriously down, like there's a few other guys whose price have dropped for some dumb reason. But the only one I agree with is Derek Lalonde. Uh, Red Wings win again today, unfortunately yeah. against the Islanders. Um, yeah, he he's, he definitely fits the the, the template of, of a guy who could win the award. Like his team sucked last year, and then if they make the playoffs. He's going to be automatically eligible especially in a Eastern coast team, original 16, big fan base, all that stuff. Uh, 13 to one here. I'm seeing that that's, uh, you know, I'm, it's maybe a little too late to bet that, but I actually agree with that move. Unlike moves on like Sheldon Keefe, like how the fuck is Sheldon Keefe going to win? Why did his odds drop? Like that makes no sense to me that the, 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 the Leafs were one of the best teams in the league last year. They're on the same, they're on the pace to do the same thing again this year. So uh, what, what kind of credit do the coach when you got all these other coaches who are doing much better things, uh, improving their teams. So Sheldon Keefe, total write-off. Uh, John Cooper is kind of interesting. 
I mean, I don't think that he'll win, but there's a case because he can do it without um, Vasilevsky and uh, just a, a legacy award, right? Like he has, he's never won the award. So maybe they just, they just look at all his years of winning hockey games and winning cups and they just give it to him. But I think that that, if that happens, there there can't be a real improvement coach, right? Like mm. Eric Lalonde can't be good. Like the Red Wings can't be great. Uh, the Canucks can't be great. The the Sands can't be great. Miss the playoffs again. The Sabers miss the playoffs again. All these things have to happen, I think, for John Cooper to win the award. Um, yeah, Jared Benner, same kind of thing as John Cooper. Uh, mm-hmm. Same odds too, so that's telling. Um, yeah, and Rick Tockett. I think that that's a bit of a better bet than Derek Lalonde just because uh, it's a Canadian team. I know it's a West Coast team, so maybe that cancels it out. But, uh, yeah, Derek. Uh, he's, got Rick friends, he's got friends in the media too, Rick Tockett. That's true. That's true. He is very beloved. He's like uh, Bruce Boudreaux in a way. Who, ironically, he replaced. Um, yeah, and Rick Tockett, I think the Canucks are a better team than the Red Wings. I think that they'll they have a better chance of making the playoffs too in a, a weaker a weaker conference than the uh, the Red Wings, who are in a, in a war with the Bruins, the Leafs, the Lightning, the Sens, the Sabers, and then all the Metro teams as well. Uh, and the Canucks only have to really beat the Kraken and the Flames, and they're pretty much in, I think. Um, and they're on pace to do that, of course. Oh yeah, like DJ Smith, like down to twenty to one. I know. He, I, lo- I was looking at the um, first coach we fired. I saw that market pop today. That was a very interesting. I almost bet. I almost bet Mike Sullivan at that. Plus seven fifty, um, because it's it's a new regime in Pittsburgh. There's no real loyalty that he owes the the coach who won them cups and all that. And uh, the Pens are under underperforming, so I don't know if uh, he might be in the hot seat. I, I think that he's more in the hot seat than Craig Berube, who is the favorite to get fired. But uh, I think that there's more of a loyalty between him and Doug Armstrong, yeah. and there's more of an expectation that the Blues will be bad. So I, I think that there'll be some loyalty to the chief. Plus, it's hard to go into the chief's office and tell him you're fired. So it'd have to be by envelope or something like that. Um, yeah, so interesting bet there. It's very small limits, of course. But uh, if that pops again, I'm betting I'm betting Mike Sullivan to be fired um, at the same price. And DJ Smith, like I mentioned, uh, yeah, he's one of those um, improvement coaches. 20-1, to 1, I like that quite a bit. The Sands just won again against the aforementioned penguins so yeah i mean don granado same price same same kind of logic under turg name 23 to 1 that's getting a little too short although i do believe in the coyotes somewhat um and then our guy our guy fucking uh john tortorella at 47 to 1 yeah. still a, still a great bet uh yeah martin martin st louis it also fits the candidacy i just don't believe in the the canadians being able to sustain their current form so i, I i'm not willing to put my money there the, the greg cronin though with the Ducks, it's, it's hard to reward the Ducks with too many awards given they play when all the voters are asleep. But uh, the Ducks are looking really good, like much better, much better than uh, last year. If Arguably, the Ducks are the most improved team from last year given how shit they were. Yeah. I mean, we're only a few weeks in, small sample size, but if the Ducks keep this up, they're playing way better defensively. They're, they're, they're still scoring goals, and they're doing this without scoring on the power play. They, they got the one of the worst power plays in the league, and um, they, that'll that'll uh, regress. They'll, they'll score more power play goals. Um, so, yeah, Greg Cronin, 45-1. I like that a lot better than St. Louis at 35-1 or whatever. And John Tortorella, 47-1, I think is the best <laughs> bet on the board right now. Yeah, Torts still being 47-1 is, seems kind of crazy given, you know, this this is what we talk about. You have to be an improvement coach. People know about them. The Flyers are one of you know 
They're down to four, four, and one now, so they're back to five hundred hockey, five hundred. But they're playing better than their record shows. Uh, what do you think about Andrew Brunette there at thirty to one? First year coach in Nashville with that new system with under trots, you know, Soros in net, and they can they can sneak into the playoffs there in the Central. Yep, yep, he absolutely fits the mold. Plus, he was passed over for the award two years ago. He was kind of um, the argument was that the. Uh, between him and Gerard Gallant two years ago, they kind of stole each other's votes. And uh, Daryl Sutter was the beneficiary of that. And I was the beneficiary of that, having a big stake on Daryl Sutter. Um, yeah, but he's been excellent wherever he's gone. He helped improve the the Devils offense immediately when he went over there as an assistant coach. Lasted one year before the Preds hired him. Yeah, I think that he's a hell of a coach and the Preds are off to a fine start. And I'm playing some some good hockey metrically as well. I don't know if they they can sustain can sustain it. They don't have a lot of true talent, but they have a lot of upside with with all their young guys coming up. And the fact that uh, Roman Yossi hasn't played up to his level just yet. So yeah, Andrew Burnett is another one in the mix. It's just it's it's very simple. This ward is very easy to beat. This mark is very easy to beat. You just you just fade the guys who are on teams that are are good but are known to be good, and and you'll 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 make a profit in the end, uh, even if you make like. 10 12 20 bets because uh, you're betting them at such long odds that it's it's pretty hard to lose do you remember what Tocket opened at because like 15 to 1 for him seems really good given where the canucks are at the canucks are minus 160 to make the playoffs now and i feel like if they make the playoffs in that division there's a chance they're second and could threat in vegas if vegas slows down at all for sure no he was a uh... I have him at 25 and 30 to one. He was in the 20 to 31 range the whole time. So he hasn't, he hasn't dropped that far. He hasn't dropped far enough. Like he should be one of the favorites. He should be where Rob Brindamore is. And um, yeah, Dirk Willanda is right where he should be. So yeah, Rick Tockett, absolutely. If you want to go with one of the uh, the guys who've already moved. But yeah, I think that that's a decent bet because the, the Canucks are a, a totally different team this year, especially with them. Um, uh, we, we don't have to go too long with the Canucks, but uh, the, the like the pairing, the Quinn Hughes uh, heronic pairing has been awesome, and that that's just what the Canucks need somebody to go alongside Quinn Hughes to to maximize his offensive potential. Yeah, I mean, if you hit one of these uh, Jack Adams bets, that would be a Hall of Fame bet. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting and analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, which uh, award are we going to next here? Uh, we can first touch on the Norris. Don't have too much to say about this one. I'm just just cheering on Quinn Hughes. Like he's he's my guy. Uh, he keeps dropping the odds rightfully because he has been the best defenseman so far, um, especially in terms of his his offensive production. I mean, Adam Box has been good too, but he's he's he hasn't shortened in odds rightfully. Kale McCarr has been excellent. He scored some points early on. He's been quiet, of course. The whole team's been quiet last two games. Not a fucking goal in two games for the Avs. Um, so, yeah, Quinn Hughes at 6-1. That, that's about right, though, right now. Um, I, looking down the board, it's 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 tough to see any of these guys winning. Like, 
like the, the cream of the crop here is is uh you know you're not going to beat these guys kale mccarr adam fox rasmus Dahlin, quinn hughes maybe josh morris he has a chance he keeps it up 35 to 1 um uh, beyond that i don't i don't really see anybody worth betting it's it's uh i mean jake sanderson his odds are falling a little bit 75 to 1 now i took a little bit of him at 100 to 1 what the fuck um uh, do you think one of those sends can win though? Because like Chikrin's up there, Sanderson's up there, Chabot's up there, but he's he's hurt now. Like, or is that so much of like a collective unit where they're not going yeah. to give credit to one guy? That's the thing. I never Chikrin at thirty-five to one. That's for sure. Well, what did you see Chabot at? He's at the uh, uh, no. I mean, Chabot's hurt now, so he's not, he's not going to get it. But like, would they? Yeah, would they, they <laughs> Yeah, they they can't give it to Sanderson and like 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 the kid right away. No, probably not. I mean, he's not a rookie, but still, it's uh, no. It, it, yeah, a lot of t- a lot of times with these awards, you got to bring in mind like pedigree. Like these guys have to prove themselves mm-hmm. as quality players first. Like just come out of nowhere, you gotta you gotta work your way. Like you gotta show yourself to be like significantly better than the guys who've proven it over seasons. Like Makar, Fox, Hughes, Dalim, Heiskin, and even Heiskin in a sixteen to one is is maybe the most bettable of these numbers. But I, uh, I think I read last week Friedman said that he he might be his uh, candidate right now. Uh, yeah. We think about Hedman there at, at thirty to one. Hedman has nine points in eight games. You know, Lightning chugging along without Vasilevsky. Think he has a chance? Yeah, I could see it, but I, I'm not buying Lightning. Like they've been playing pretty shitty hockey. Like they've been bailed out by Jonas Johansson again and again. That's not going to keep happening. Like their defense is terrible, and and when you're you know if he keeps putting up crazy points, then okay like the eric carlson thing but he's not going to do that he's too old for that he's playing better than he was last year but still he's he's not legit um a vintage headman and he's going to get dinged for how poor they are defensively as a as a unit kind of like the the senators but in the uh, reverse way um but yeah no I, I i don't like that uh so much one long shot I do like, maybe not at these twenty-five to one odds on, on DraftKings, but Evan Bouchard on FanDuel is at forty-five to one still. I called him out before the year. He has nine points in eight games without McDavid for a few of them. The Oilers, you know, aren't playing their best hockey yet. So, I mean, he had a great end of the year last year, great playoffs. So if he can, if he can keep that up for a full season, I mean, he's going to be up there in points. And you know, if McDavid gets hot, Bouchard is going to get hot right along with him on that power play. So I think I feel like that could be. Worth it if you want to look for a long shot at 45 to 1. But I do agree, this is, I mean, it's McCarr, Fox, Quinn, and Dylene versus the field at this point. Like, I feel like one of those four is definitely going to win it. The thing with Bouchard, though, is he just depends on these power play points. And if that if that's happening, then McDavid is getting all the points, Drysdale is getting all the points. So, and then they, they'll get the, the heart probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That'll that'll subtract. You can't give multiple awards to the to the Oilers, especially the way they've played so far. And it looks like they're not going to win the division. Early days, of course, they could still do it up. Obviously, they have the talent. They they were fucking miles better in the second half last season than they were in the first half. So it can happen again and all that. But Bouchard, he's been he's been bad defensively. Of course, this this is a this is a market that of well, all these markets really. But they they reward stats, counting numbers. Like these guys, <laughs> these voters aren't watching the games. They just like oh, this guy has this many stats. Blah blah blah. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna bump him up, um, but no, I I I wouldn't bet him. But I could see the case for it if you think that you know the power play just keeps clicking as it was last year and all that, and he just racks up an insane amount of assists and and and, and uh, you know shots, show goals from the point. Uh, maybe I, there's a possibility, but it, it's not one that I'm 
I'm putting my money on. I'm still waiting for Makar's odds to drop. He's been two to one like for forever. But um, hopefully goes another couple of quiet games, especially after the big hit he took in the was it the Sabres game. Um, maybe maybe he calms down a little bit and uh, and then you get a better price on him because I think that Makar is is the consensus best defenseman in the league among the voters. So that'll uh, that'll boost his stock. But yeah, two to one, it's it's still a little bit too short for me. So right now I'm just just cheering on Quinn Hughes, like all the other Hughes brothers. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be could be one hell of a year, hell of a year for the Hughes there. I do I do like Darlene at plus seven fifty. Uh, six of his nine points have been at even strength, so you know could see him keep that up. He got a lot of good publicity after his big contract, so could see him capitalize on it. But uh, it's not not too strong of a, of a feeling there. All right, uh, two more to go, I guess. Eh, let's go with the least interesting one, the heart, because it's uh, Connor McDavid's back. Um, this is probably the best price you're going to get him on the, all year, unless he, you know, unless he's really dinged up and maybe he came back too soon and he, he's not uh, 100% and he doesn't put up the same kind of points and goals that he was last year. But yeah, it's a gamble on his health, really. Because he was he was like even money before the season. Now he's plus two twenty five after just a few weeks. So if you want McDavid, you buy the dip and you take him now. Uh, for myself, I'm not doing that. I'm sticking with my guy Jack Hughes three to one. I'm holding. I'm not buying. I'm holding. You know my twenty two to one, but uh, I'm not. I'm not buying any more right now because I'm a, I'm scared of McDavid. I don't want to. I don't want to buy too much of these other guys. You know I had a little bit of McKinnon twelve to one. I think that's okay. But after two. Uh, Two goalless games by the Avs, that's uh, not ideal. But after that, again, I mean, Cam Lacar, I mean, he's 35 to 1 now. That's actually uh, getting a little bit too far. Uh, if you buy the Avs offense, and the, the Avs offense really runs through McCarr and McKinnon. So if the Avs are going, those guys are going. So at 35 to 1, I much, I much prefer McCarr over anyone else right now. Um, you mentioned Patterson before the season. He's been elite i just don't know if the canucks are that good he's got to be like significantly better than than the other guys to win the award because these awards typically are the best teams because the voters want to reward the best teams so they, they, they give them individual awards um yeah after that i don't think it's worth wasting your money it's it's another uh, top heavy market yeah at, at this point i mean i think it's jack hughes's award to lose i, I don't know if mcdavid can come back and doing up, yeah. Getting him at, at plus two twenty five, plus two hundred is is the best you're gonna get if you were waiting. Do that. Maybe, maybe wait and see if he, if he plays the next game. I'm, I'm not sure how effective he was in the Heritage Classic. I don't think he scored. May have had an assist or something. But yeah, yeah he was eight, he was eighteen points in, in eight games. The Devils are just insane. They have they have so much offense there. So I, th- I think Hughes at four to one. I mean, you got him before the season twenty to one or better. I think four to one. Possibly a bit too low, but he just could could keep going on, on this uh, on this tear here. So I mean, I think, I think it's his to lose. I don't mind Pasternak at fourteen to one. I mean, he's going to be the the engine of of the Bruins this season. He has fourteen points, eight goals in nine games already. He's he's the key to their offense. You know, with without Bergeron, if if they end up being one of the best teams in the league, and he puts up 50, 60 goals, I could see him taking that. And um. Nikita Kucherov at twenty to one. If if you buy into the Lightning, you know he's had a decent start to this season, but I, I don't think he can he can keep it up enough. So it, it's it's you know pick a horse, pick McDavid or Hughes, and either do that or just pick like a mid long shot, or just wait it out. It's a long season. You have to yeah. bet anything now. Just wait it out. That's what I 
that was my my advice would be just maybe a little shot of my car 35 to one other than that i think it's just better off just just waiting it out uh, unless yeah. you really think the mcdavid is 100 percent, and then you just uh realize this is more than two times better price than he was before the season and then just just go with that go with the best player in the league uh, other than that i got no advice for you and finally we'll go to the Let's want to talk about Rock Richard. I don't know. It's, it's not interesting. No, it's just pure uh, uh, stats. It's, yeah, it's just uh, who has the most goals. Yeah, yeah, it's not interesting at all. Um, good news, good news. Luke Hughes has been steadily growing in ice time, playing uh, in the first power play unit and getting assists. He's, he's got assists in a bunch of a uh, bunch of games in a row now, I think, and he's gone back to his preseason price. So that's good to know. Um, and yeah, well, Connor he's Bedard, plus six fifty at, at DraftKings. Yeah, what does he have Fanduel? He's fifteen to one at Fanduel. No, that's I've that. seen more plus seven hundreds than plus fifteen hundred. So yeah, yeah fifteen to one. That one there. Let's go fifteen to one. Absolutely, I recommend that. Um, beyond that, Joseph Wall already mentioned my thoughts on him. No other chance. Maybe he has a chance for the caller, but uh, very, very, very long one. Um, Logan Cooley's been quiet lately. I don't know if he scored. I see that the Coyotes are up three one. Hopefully, he did. Uh, but uh, Logan Cooley is an interesting one. He's 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 a flashy player. Like you just watch him. He's he's got these slick moves. He's kind of like Matthias Michelli on the same team. He just he he can shift with the puck like so easily and then fluidly. Um, yeah, I, I quite like to watch him play. Um, no 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 um, no doubt that uh, he won the Kobe Baker, I think, or was it? Anyway, I don't know. No, I need to watch more college hockey. Uh, but yeah, and Adam Fantilli, I think that he's still he's still in it. I think he, he had an assist today, I think, against the the Stars, which is good. Uh, he's been quietly getting better um, over the course of the year, but his odds keep dropping. I don't understand that. He's 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 shown to be a, a vital part of the. Maybe it's because he plays with the Blue Jackets, who are absolutely terrible. Um, but he's he's been putting up some points, so he's still in the mix. I think after that, interesting. Pavel Mintyukov, he had another couple assists today for the Ducks. He's been a vital part of, let's go Lions, oh, big time play. Big time. Uh, Mintyukov has been uh, rising. He was like 80, 100 to 1 before the season. Now he's all the way down at 25 to 1. He's, he's still 70 to 1 at FanDuel if, if, you're, look, if you're looking to, to bet on him. Now that's right. huge value there. Sounds like FanDuel is the place to go if you want a market or a book that moves slowly on these awards. Yeah. Because, yes, uh, Mintyukov has been falling dramatically because of how well he's played and then the points that he's putting up and the Ducks, how well they've played. Like, if they keep this up, then all of a sudden, Mintyukov and Carlson are absolutely live for this award. Uh, speaking of Carlson, he's played in three games in a row, which is very encouraging, thinking that, uh, you know, he'd only play like one or three games like he was playing in the first little bit there but he's played three in a row so maybe they're not doing the load management thing quite as uh, quite as much as i might have feared so that that's good news uh, we were talking about ridley greek in the discord he's had a fantastic uh calder campaign for the senators but i think that large that largely has to do with the absence of shane pinto who he is whom he has uh, largely replaced uh, but once pinto comes back i think that he'll slot back down and i don't think that he'll sustain his form and really when it comes to a guy like Connor Bedard, you want a guy with uh, with the pedigree, like at least the the hype, the the prospect value. That's why I like Luke Hughes, Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli. These are guys like Leo Carlson. These are guys that have been featured in all these, uh, you know, the, the prospect rankings forever. Everybody knows them. The, the voters know them. Whereas guys like Ridley Greek, I don't think that they have the uh, 
the awareness of the the commoner <laughs> it's not quite on their uh, consciousness so to speak uh, which is important for these awards so i want to go against Connor bedard with the guys that are at least in the mix because this is one hell of a like we won't see another calder like class like this in like 10 years probably like this is just uh the amount of talent that we're seeing here is wild starting with Connor bedard obviously but then behind them there's so many different candidates who would win this award on uh, most years. It's just uh, they're stuck behind Conor Bedard, who is a generational player and the best we've seen since Conor McDavid. So that that's what makes it tough. That but that's the only that's the only I can only back guys who have that kind of pedigree against Conor Bedard. I don't want a fucking Ridley Greek. I don't want I don't want uh, Bobby Brink. I don't want Bobby Brink. Uh, come on. No offense to Bobby Brink. He, he he's played well. He his yeah. odds are falling dramatically as well. Matt well, Portra. Yeah, what about Matt, Matt Portois? I think he's one to keep an eye on in case he gets the top line role, but he's playing third line right now. So I think it's. He's barely staying in the fucking league. Okay. They want to send him down, but he just keeps barely hanging on by scoring a goal here for once in a while. I, I yeah. guarantee you he'll be sent down. Uh, I mean, I guarantee he's a strong word, but there's a strong chance that he'll be sent down in the next month or two. Well, I just saw the Bruins signed uh, Dan. Danton Heinen to a to a contract, a former former Bruin and Penguin. So maybe he'll he'll bump Portois out of there. Yeah. Or maybe it just spurs Portra on to uh, another level again and gives yeah. him uh, motivation. Who knows? But he's not winning the award. Guarantee it. Uh, yeah. Luke Hughes, Cooley, Fantilli, Carlson, and Bedard. I think those are the only guys who can win. Uh, I had hopes for Matt Coronado. He had a strong start to the year, but like the rest of the Flames team, he's he's died down. And the Flames yeah. have turned into embers and into coals right now. So the what, Flames. No love for Wall at 30 to 1? No. Not a chance. Not a chance. There's no way a goalie's beating Connor Bedard. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you're going up against Bedard, and like I feel like if you want to bet Bedard, bet his goal total somewhere. Uh, I know. I think it was at 31 and a half before tonight. He scored, so it's probably up to 32 and a half because Bedard's going to have to score that many goals to win it. He's not just going to win it on name alone. There, there's too many guys, you know, right on his back. Cooley, Hughes. I like Hughes, especially at, at 15 to one. At FanDuel compared to 650, 700 elsewhere, at, you know he like you said he's playing more and more every night. He could eventually take over that that top power player role. Yeah, he, he's got he's a name. People know about the Hughes. So if Bedard gets hurt or if Bedard doesn't you know live live up to the hype quite enough, maybe Luke Hughes gets there at 15 to one. That's a great number. Um, he's fallen for a reason. I do believe in the. In the in the cause behind those moves, at least. So yeah, at fifteen to one, I think that's 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 the best price you'll see on him, or you've seen on him all all you know since this market is put up. So that that's a good time to buy Luke Hughes mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, I think that was a pretty good uh, run through of of the player award. I think we did the first time in, in two or three weeks there, so good to good to revisit there. Um, any so. Any top bets right now you would recommend people to make? What if you if like one one or two bets? Someone's like, all right, I got a ten dollar free bet. I want to put it on something. Tortorella, Jack Adams, Tortorella, Jack Adams. There, there we that. go. There we go. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think that there's some stuff in the Vesna that's interesting, and and Jake Ottinger, if you could find like a, what did you say that was nine to one? Nine to one on FanDuel. Yeah. Yeah, if you just want to back a guy that you know is going to be in the mix the whole season long. He's the one. He's the one to back, I think. If you want longer shots, I mentioned Georgiev, Demko, whatever. But uh, if you just want one guy in the Besna market, I think Otter is the one. Yeah, I agree with that. But bet on the honor there. Indeed. 
All right. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no. But the, the Lions are clearly the better team here. They just keep trying to fuck me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, hopefully all three of us will be back sometime this week. Don't have a full slate until Thursday, but you know we got some other fun stuff planned for you guys. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Yelling Podcast. We're going to listen to your podcast with Apple. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. So I have something to read here. Also subscribe on Spotify. Also on YouTube. Live on YouTube. So uh, YouTube.com slash at Hockey Yelling Podcast. Going to be getting uh, one of those hoodie giveaways going soon. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. I'm sure we're going to talk all about it here on podcast uh follow us on twitter at hockey sgpn and get in the discord sg.pn slash discord great, great time in there people's going in there you know people, and it's the best channel on discord because, because it clearly is it's so, so much just fun conversation good bets intelligent bets not just posting parlays that, that missed by one leg so it's a good time in there uh reach out to myself or the hgp twitter account or just go to sg.pn slash discord all right, and I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslp. I'm Joel Mara, and by the end of the season, you'll probably uh, find me an honorary member of the, the Hughes family way up and supporting them all the time. Joel Hughes. See ya. Mm-hmm.